friend, welcome to Brilliant Business Moms, a podcast all about helping brilliant women just like you to build a business on the side while spending time with their families. I'm your host, Beth Ann Schwamberger, and we're going to have a great time together. Let's get started. Today on the show, I'm so excited to welcome Rachel Cruz. She's a best-selling author and personal finance expert, and she just recently wrote a new book called Love Your Life, Not Theirs. Welcome to the show, Rachel. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. I usually do podcasts over the phone or something, so like we're sitting here in person together. I know. <laughs> it's fantastic. This is totally new for me, too. It yeah, is so good. Fun. So, Rachel, tell me a little bit about your new book. Yeah, well, I'm so excited about this. It launched... Gosh, early October, October 3rd is when it came out. And so it's it's been such a fun project because, you know, as I travel the country and I talk to people about money and personal finance, I kept seeing this theme bubble up to the surface. You know, this idea that more than ever, we're letting other people's lives and lifestyles really determine how we're spending our money and ultimately living our lives. And so looking at this comparison issue of how much it's just integrated in our lives because of social media and everything. And so I realized, gosh, if we can beat down the comparison trap and like fight through it and put good money habits in place, we can really live the lives we want and not what's being dictated to us by culture. Exactly. So Rachel, I was curious to hear your thoughts on this comparison game and women in particular. Do you think they have a unique struggle when it comes to comparing themselves to others? Well, it's interesting with this book, I've been in so many conversations with people at book signings and that kind of thing. And so I hear honestly, even from like the 56 year old man who's like, this was so interesting because I realized, you know, I compare, you know, my career, yada, yada. And I'm like, oh, that's crazy. So I think we all compare. It may look different, but women, I just feel like it's a little bit more heightened. (laughs) I don't know if it's because we're more emotional or whatever it is, but I think even, you know, being a mom, I'm like the mom guilt and comparing, you know, your motherhood to someone else's and what they're doing, what you're not. I mean, I just think we carry a lot of guilt and shame as a woman, which I hate, you know, and I'm like, we need to strip that away. But I think we carry those emotions maybe more than men do. And so you pair that with comparison. And I think it's just like a double double whammy on us. I mean, and I hate that, but I think it is true. I think it's heightened with women, but I think we all compare, even if you're a man. That's very true. So you touched on mom guilt. This was one of the things I was curious to ask you about. I know you're a pretty new mom. Do you struggle with mom guilt? And if so, how do you overcome that? I do. I mean, this, it blew me away because when I got pregnant, I had one of my good friends say, you know, I, you know, I told, it was a couple and we were like, we're pregnant, you know, and all congratulations and all that. And he looked at Winston and I, my husband, and he goes, well, welcome to the world of comparisons. And I was like, really? And he was like, oh, yes. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then it was like, oh, you're pregnant. Do you get sick? If you get sick, do you actually get sick or do you just feel sick? You know, are you having to be? I mean, it was like people were comparing their morning sickness with me. And I'm like, oh, my God, I just feel like everything's like a competitive thing. I mean, even through pregnancy, I'm like, even before Amelia was born, it was like, did you have a good labor? Did you go natural? Did you get an epidural? Were you in a hospital? Were you at home? You know, did, did it take a long time? How long did you push? Oh, I only put, you know, and it was just like, Oh my gosh, it's just crazy. So I feel like the comparison thing started, yeah, even when I was pregnant. And so I think it's fed into my motherhood, which to answer your question, the mom guilt, yes, 100%. Because it's like, am I doing this right? Am I, is this okay that she's not eating a non-GMO gluten-free <laughs> snack right now? You know what I mean? Like, I don't yes. know. My friends like make it. And honestly, my... And within my close circle of friends, most of my girlfriends are home with their kids. I'm really my only working mom of my like close group of friends, which is totally great and totally fine. But, you know, I get texts from them and it's like, hey, do you want to, you know, go here today? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm, I'm working. You know, and so you do feel this tug of, oh, there's someone else taking Amelia to the park today and I'm not. And so, yeah, I mean, all of that 
combined. I mean, it's just, it is crazy. But I do fight through it because when I'm with Amelia and I'm mom, I'm mom. And I put down my phone and I try so hard to like not answer email, not look at social media and be with her. And so I feel like the times that I'm with her are really rich and really good. And I don't feel like I've, I've missed out a ton because, because I'm so passionate about my work. I think helps overcome that kind of umbrella of guilt that can be there. But gosh, I think especially as a working mom, I think that we, there, there is a level of guilt. And Christy Wrights, who's at the business boutique that we're at right now, I talk to her a lot about it because I'm like, Christy, like I just cried because I have to leave. And you know what I mean? Like you just, oh, you yeah. feel those emotions. So that was a really long answer for you. But <laughs> it's it all my, those are all my thoughts. <laughs> those are all my thoughts. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I'm there with you with the pregnancy thing. And it starts there. It is. It's really crazy. Yes. And just for the record, I am not a militant mom at all. So I think, you know, every way to parent is a great way. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so, absolutely. It's yeah. so true. And I think I've learned the phrase to each its own so much. And I've learned to respect what other people do differently than me. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, and especially the issues that don't matter. And I think as parents, we focus so much on the things that don't matter. Do you know, like, I think yeah. that's where a lot of our stress comes where I'm like, no, if you love your child well, you spend time with them, there's quality there, you you speak words of affirmation to them, you tell them they matter. I mean, you know, like those kind of things I feel like magnify more than, okay, I missed a day at the park. Right, that's what really matters in the long run. Yes. And I actually have a son who's six years old, and the cool thing about as Amelia grows up is she gets to see you doing what you love, mm -hmm. and seeing you step into those God-given talents you have. And it's incredible to see yes. how you can be a role model for your kids in that way and show them that, you know what, you should go out and conquer those fears and, you know, do those things that you feel passionately about. So, you know, Absolutely. he he wants to do everything mom does. He hops on Facebook Live with me and pretends to podcast. And so, so great. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> you that have that to look so forward to. so fun. I love it. <laughs> for sure. So speaking of this comparison game, let's talk about that in terms of women trying to grow a business. It seems like, again, they compare themselves to someone who's way ahead of them and they might think, you know what, in order to get there, I need to get a big loan, I need all this cash, I need all these resources up front to get started. What would you say to that woman who's thinking about taking on debt to start her business? When you take on debt, you take on risk. And what ends up happening is the stress level of you running your business and starting your business goes through the roof. Because suddenly now you owe someone something. Where before it was your passion, your heart, your resources. And suddenly you've pulled the bank into the mix. Which sounds good at first. And it's like, oh, it's great. No, I can do this. And this is going to work out. This is going to pan out. I'm going to sell this much. And it's, I can pay it off. And then you realize, oh, life happens. And, you don't, and people don't account for risk when they take on debt. And so especially a startup. Like, and I say debt for every business. But I think I, I would really even push it hardest for people starting a business. Because it's not worth taking on that weight and taking on that burden of debt because you're you're not just trying to pay for supplies or possibly a part-time person helping you. I mean, you're paying the loan. And, and then that's just the principle. And then you talk about the interest on top of that. And so all that to say, you have to put blinders on and you have to say, this is the business that I'm running and I'm going to run it at the speed of cash. And that's what we do at our business. And it's a multi-million dollar business, but still, if we don't have the money, we don't buy it. And so that that's for a huge business, that's for a small business. And so that's the phrase that always comes to mind is move at the speed of cash because you will not regret that in the long run. And instant gratification is everywhere in our culture in all aspects of our lives, including our money, including our businesses. And especially when you look on Facebook and you're like, oh, awesome. This Sarah girl who started two years after me already is like, she has all these followers and she's doing all these things. And like, okay, I don't have half of that. 
be patient. Be patient. You have to because I, I think, too, in the marketplace, scarcity is a lie. And it's this idea that, no, 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 if they do it first, then, then, then I'm not going to be there. And I think that's a lie. And that urgency creates bad business decisions, including things like taking out a loan, getting ahead of yourself before you're actually there. I think you're exactly right. And, you know, sometimes I think having that extra cash that you might get from the loan, it allows you to make careless decisions because now you have what feels like to you, now it's not true, but you feel like you have all the money in the world. You don't, it's somebody else's money. Yes, exactly. And you're gonna feel like, let me create all these products when maybe you haven't validated that your customers want that product. You just start to make these careless decisions versus really being strategic and thoughtful. With That's the right, it's, it's so true. And then your mistakes follow you. And think about paying off that loan of something that didn't work a year yeah. later. I mean, how mad would she be every time you, you know, you write that check or you pay that loan? And it's just like every month you're like, oh my gosh, for that stupid, you know, purse that I thought everyone wanted and no one wanted and I'm still stuck with this inventory and I'm having to pay on it. And so, yeah, it's just, it creates a lot of bad decisions, exactly like you're saying. It feels like this free money thought. And there's so many studies that go into when you spend with debt, you spend more money versus spending with your actual money because your hard-earned money you think twice about anything, whether you're purchasing a jacket at the mall or you're, you're looking to, to buy something for the business. I mean, you research more, you look into it. I mean, you're very, very much more diligent with those purchases versus a little bit more flippant when it is this feeling of, oh, I have all this cash. It's great. No big deal. Right. So I know you're huge into budgeting, whether that's with your business or your personal life. How do you do identify those priorities for what you do with your money and how you spend it or how you save it too? Well, the great thing is your budget is up to you. And so you get to decide what your values are. I mean, there's definitely the foundational parts of our lives that we have to pay. I mean, things like rent or a mortgage, food, clothes, transportation, you know, the things that we need to survive and your personal budget have to be there. But anything beyond that, you know, you get to decide. Are you going to put money away per month to save up for a vacation to take the kids to Disney World? Are you going to save up money to buy a new car? Are you going to put some extra money in entertainment because you want to do two concerts that month? I mean, whatever it is, you get to decide. As long as it's within your money and within your within your budget, within your income, then you're able to. And so that's what I love is, is making sure that those priorities are calculated first and then beyond that really anything that you want to spend money on you get to decide but plan and be purposeful and that's what the budget is it's you being proactive with your money versus reactive and the same is with the business and I'm not a business expert uh, by any means but look at your business budget and say okay this is these are the things I have to pay every month to keep this business sustained are there investments I want to make I'm going to put a line item here to add some cash to it and so every month I want to save up towards this investment and so it's just planning out and having it visual is so important. So many people say, well, I budget, but it's just in my head. I'm like, no, you can't budget without these numbers in your head. There's too many scenarios. There's too many things going on. So have it visual, whether it's a app or it's a software or it's a piece of paper, I don't care. Have it visual because that's going to help you with your plan. That's so true. And it's incredible when you see things written out or, you know, I've got an Excel spreadsheet. It's those expenses add up. So yes, yeah, I know exactly. for me, yes. like in the business as well as my personal life, but in the business, it's easy to grab another fancy tool over here or a little program over there that's only 20 or maybe 30 bucks a month. So it feels super cheap, yes. really affordable. But if you have too many of those tools and they're not really what you need, I mean, yeah. It yeah, really I mean, fast. you can $5 yourself to death, whether it's the Starbucks line or it's that kind of thing, you know, paying for a subscription to do something or paying for, you know, extra equipment that you don't really need. And so, yeah, being being very careful with every single dollar is so important. And having two budgets um, is key. So I think that I kind of made that 
in my last answer, but I do want to say, make sure you have your personal budget and your business budget. They need to be separate. Yes, absolutely. So Rachel, a lot of my audience, they are big Dave Ramsey fans. We have a lot of ladies who are strict budgeters. They've gotten themselves out of debt. So I know they are going to want to hear, what was it like growing up as Dave <laughs> Ramsey's child? And do you have maybe a fun story you could share? Oh gosh, a fun story. Yeah, <laughs> I've been through counseling, so it's all good. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, I think people assume growing up as Dave's kid that we were like obsessed with money and we talked about money at dinner every night and we had like mutual funds parties and like budget <laughs> camps in the summer and and those kind of things where thankfully that was not the case but mom and dad they were intentional with teaching us how money works and for that I I'm ever so grateful but again it was they did it so well with it just being in the ebb and the flow of life I mean it was nothing um crazy you know again they were like trying to explain investments when we were four you know it wasn't like that kind of thing and so they did such a good job, you know, really incorporating the real world and how to handle your money and common sense ways of doing it. And so we learned that, again, from as early back as I can remember. Yeah, and, and Dad, he's he's what what you see is what you get. I mean, on the radio, he's a little bit more, you know, entertainment, like, you know, kind of <laughs> a little bit more sassy and fun. Um, but even as a CEO, he's very motivated, very passionate. But when it comes to people and situations, he's so much more careful and deliberate than probably what people think. I think he comes off a little bit you know, flippant sometimes, you know, where it's like he'll go on a rant or things mm -hmm. like that. And sometimes he'll do that like in our staff meeting. But it's interesting to see him as a leader within the company in situations where he's very, very careful. And I, I appreciate that about him. And, and I feel like that's how he was as a dad. And yeah, I mean, it was it was so fun. But yeah, oh gosh. I mean, I remember money-wise, I was, I don't know, 14 or 15 years old. I think I was 15. And I bounced a check. <gasps> Uh, no. Yeah, I bounced three checks, actually, <laughs> no. at Hollister at the mall. Everyone just take that in for a second, please. I wrote a check to Hollister, and <laughs> it bounced. And, yeah, I had to go down to the bank and apologize to the executive bank branch manager for lying to him, is what Dad called it, because oh, I told him I had money in his bank to spend, and I didn't, and that's a lie. And so I did that, but my, my overdraft fee was waived, though. So it actually worked. I actually didn't have to pay the <laughs> wow. fee. The banker was like, well, just waive the fee. I was like, oh, my gosh, okay, thank you. <laughs> but I haven't bounced a check since, so I learned my lesson. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, so that was probably one of the most extreme things mm -hmm. that happened. But I always tell that story because I yeah. feel like people – they're not shocked by it. Um, <laughs> no. Dave made me do that. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, hey, that's a natural consequence. Yes. We were just talking on our car ride over. My team and I were all moms and just natural consequences with our kids. And how do you teach them that lesson that, yes. like you said, it stuck with you forever. You never did that again. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. And, and I think that's one thing. Parents don't want their kids to fail. You know, and so they try to like, oh my gosh, you know, we just, we want to make it perfect for them. And if they feel it's okay, it's okay. And they, they, they sweep things under the rug or they, they try to fix things so quickly. And that's one thing I think mom and dad did, especially in the money category, but also in life, they let us fail. Because when you, you know, make small inexpensive mistakes under mom and dad's protection, you learn from those. And it's not catastrophic versus the first time failing financially, you're out, you know, at a car lot trying to buy a new car and the car salesman, you know, talking you into getting a loan. I mean, like, that's a big mistake. That's a thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollar mistake versus, you know, bouncing a twenty-five dollar check at Hollister, but learning <laughs> learning that principle. So yeah, making small, insignificant mistakes at home, I think is huge and learning that natural consequence just like you're talking about. I love that. So we've been talking a lot about comparison and, you know, that's a big focus on your new book. For you, have you had that comparison struggle when it comes to growing your brand, growing your business as an author and speaker, and 
What did those insecurities look like? How have they held you back and how have you overcome those? Oh gosh, yes. And I think more than what I thought because I feel like we have such a great team and support that I have like family, my husband, and even like our team at Ramsey Solutions is always so encouraging. So I feel like I sometimes live in like this bubble where I'm like, oh my gosh, everything we get to do is so fun and so exciting and the team loves it. And so I feel like I live in that world so long. And then you like start venturing out into other things, whether it's, you know, releasing a book or like doing, you know, a video blog and you start comparing those channels, yeah, to other people. And yeah, 100%. And I think the book, honestly, was probably one that I, I struggled with the most because I'm not a great writer. I mean, I, I say that by the book. I swear you'll probably, you'll, I hope you enjoy it. But <laughs> I, I'm not, writing is not my natural gift. And so it was a struggle for me to like sit down the computer and actually put words and, and do it. And then the editor was like, you know, we're going to change this. I'm like, that's fine because it sounds so much better. And I still tried to keep my voice through it all. But all that to say, as a writer, I'm not the most secure person in the world. Mm-hmm. And then you launch a book out into the world on the platform that I get to have, you know, that I'm so blessed to launch from. But I'm like, that's a lot of eyeballs. And on Amazon, you get to write whatever you want to write about me. And 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 I see other people in my field, and it's like, oh, wow, they sold, like, that many? And I'm like, okay, that was a goal that we had, and I didn't hit that that week. And it's like you compare numbers, and, oh, 100%. It's just like, oh. But I have to go back to what I'm so thankful for and what I hope people, when you are running a business, that you're doing it not for you. And that's what I always come back to. My My job is to bring hope to people with their money. And I just get to be the vehicle that gets to speak it out loud. I get to be that megaphone. But it's not about Rachel Cruz. It's not about me. It really is about getting the content in the hands of people so it can change their life and it can give them hope in an area that they feel so hopeless. And so when I go back to that and I I go back to my why behind, I'm like, you know what, the Rachel Cruz, you see like, whatever, you can say what you want. It, you know, you know, this could not do as well as what we think, but, but the people that get the book, for instance, that's what's important. So every single book sold, every time someone's, it's in the hand, I don't care what the Amazon reviews say. I care that someone has that book and they get to see that information. So if that makes sense, that's, I go back to my why so many times when I feel that comparison creep up. Cause I'm like, at the end of the day, like it doesn't matter. You know, like, you know, a girl, you know, Instagram that she got the book and she was in Oklahoma City, you know, you know, going to bed and she took a picture of the book with her, you know, with her like nightstand and her cup of tea. And I'm like, you know, what? she didn't care that I hit, you know, this number on one list or this number. Like this girl didn't care. No, she really wants to learn how to budget and she wants to get out of debt because she's sick and tired of paying her student loan. Like that's what matters. So I really do. I, I have to go back to the why. And that's what I would encourage people to do when you feel that comparison creep and go back to why you're starting this. It's not for you to do, you know what I mean? It's not for me to like have this ego and become this person. No, it's to get transformational content out to people. So that helps me overcome those insecurities that I have. I love that perspective. You're just focused on the mission and you're focused on helping other people. And it's really hard to think about yourself when you're just worried about helping others and encouraging them, helping them as best you can, getting that message out there, as you said. And that's exactly right. We just got to quit thinking about ourselves. Because so many things we compare our, our stuff on you know, your, your, your customer doesn't care about, do you know what I mean? It's more the insecurity of you. And it's like, they're not looking at that part. They don't care about that part. What they care is they get a great product or they're, they're able to have an easier time doing X, Y, and Z because of what you provided them. Like that's what they care about. So you're the, the quote unquote guide to help them get there. And so that's, that's the position I always, I try to take when I feel that, but yeah, you're, you're exactly right. So, Rachel, this has been so much fun. On our podcast, we love to wrap up with having our business mom share either a funny or adorable mom moment. Do you have anything like that to share? Oh, my gosh. A funny or adorable mom moment. 
Can I do like a gross moment? Wait, okay, no. It's supposed to be adorable. <laughs> I oh, literally was like, I literally <laughs> found, this is disgusting, but the moms will appreciate this. Last week, literally found poop in the living room. Like, I'm like, her diaper wasn't off, nothing. But I'm like, oh, my God, there's literally poop by our fireplace. I'm like, I don't even know how that got there. I was like, jeez, where am I? What's happening? So that happened last week. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, Amelia. Well, she's well, she's at 18 months, and she's so verbal. She talks all the time. So, like, she just says the funniest things. Like, you know, I mean, to a mom, it's hilarious, we think. So, so that's what's been fun, I think, recently is all her random things she's been saying. And I'm like, I didn't know you knew that. You know, we were trying to give her medicine the other night, and – and I was like, oh, yeah, Winston, grab her medicine. And she looked at me. She goes, medicine downstairs. And I was like, okay, I didn't know you knew the word medicine. I didn't know you knew where downstairs was. And sure enough, the medicine was downstairs. And I'm like, you're a prodigy. Like, <laughs> you, you're the smartest baby in the entire world. So, yeah, there's moments like that that just, they just melt you as a mom. You're like, oh, God, you're just so stinking cute. Just eat you up. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to that with our, our baby coming up here. Yeah, it's so fun. Well, Rachel, this has been so great. Thank you so much for sitting down and chatting with me today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. This is so fun. So where's the best place for our listeners to find you online? I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and I have a YouTube channel, Rachel Cruz, and uh, rachelcruz.com. So there's content there, uh, new content every week. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. And of course, now it's your turn to head out there and be brilliant. Brilliant.